We are live. Live we are. I started talking to uh, to Gavin like Yoga, Yoda recently. Oh, nice. How do you like that? What's that? How do you like that? He fucking loves it. Mm. I mean, everybody loves that, right? Who doesn't? Yeah. Right. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Bacon's My Podcast, where today we're going to talk about something super important to the two of us, I think. Uh, Shaving our balls with Manscaped? We didn't even do the intro yet, like the, the actual. <laughs> I know. Okay, let's get it out of the way now. Okay. Manscaped. Whack your com. weeds. Whack your weeds. New weed Mop your crop. 2.0. If you're listening to this and you want one of these, reach out to us. Let us know. We, we've got three of these to give away. So the, the, first, way, the first way we're going to do this is absolutely no effort whatsoever, right? We're just yeah. going to be like, hey, if you want this, you let me know. Mm-hmm. You let me know. I'll, I'll get this. I'll get this to you. Let us know in a creative way. The yeah. most creative gets it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Most creative way to tell me how you want. Yeah. This make us wacky. laugh. Uh, make us go, Jesus. Like, yeah. whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever so, it is. Be creative. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code BACONPOD. Get 20% off and free shipping. Uh, and... Um, We've got other sponsors, too. You can check that out on baconismypodcast.com. Yep. Everything from Mythical Beards to uh, Pod Decks to, you know, all the other ones. Deals and discounts everywhere. Indeed. Best Let's deals get... and most current discounts are there. Let's, yeah. yeah like yeah, you said. We need to, ready? We're going to hit the intro. Yeah. Right? Bacon! Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Bacon! Bacon is my Man, I had my headphones up wow. super loud. That was so loud. Yeah, I Holy shit. Yeah, I it's funny because I always have the noise <laughs> com, or the the sound compression on, right? And I didn't that time and wow, that was loud. Damn, I'm sorry for anybody that listens to us <laughs> and that blasts your face off. Holy yeah, shit. That's pretty fantastic. Welcome to Bacon is <laughs> my podcast. We are we're gonna talk about something uh not just balls and, and whacking your weeds. Yeah. Welcome to discussions and drinks. Yeah. Where we he are... is Mike. I am Jimmy G. Today I am drinking. We are in different places today, yes. as you can see, obviously. Duh, if you're on Strangerhood TV checking it out. If you're just listening, then maybe you don't notice anything. But I will let you know that we are in different places. I am drinking. I get this tiny little bottle of Jameson that I'm drinking. I just polished off a little bit, bit of Powers. Powers Ooh. Irish Whiskey Gold Label. It is one of my favorites. I enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. It's, um, it is not... It's a little bit more than Jameson, like the, the normal Jameson bottle for the 750. Um, or I'm sorry, the liter, but um, it's well worth it. It's worth the uh, the, the, the extra four or five dollars. Absolutely. Your, your did we did we bring back all that whiskey from D.C.? Yeah, buddy. OK, good. Because I'll tell you right now, I completely forgot if I. OK, good. Roan Co. So next I was like, episode. I thought I brought it into your room, and I didn't see it in my room, so I didn't pack it. And I was like, all right, yeah, we got some Roan Co. That is another another fine company that makes some delicious Irish whiskey. Yeah, and it just so happened when we were in 
Washington, or I'm sorry, we were in Silver Spring, Maryland. Yes. Uh, Otherwise, like uh, an offshoot of Washington, D.C. Around here, Rowan Co. goes for about $30 to $32 a bottle, and there it was $23. Mm -hmm. So we got ourselves two. One did not make it. One to rock, one to stock, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. One to rock, one to stock. If it wasn't on sale, I wouldn't have gotten two, but it was on sale. Yeah. It, was, it was a fiscally uh well, you know, thing there's, to do. There were two of us. Sure. So we buy two. We were working the whole time, pretty much, though. Which is why we still have one. Right. Right. Yeah. Good, good, good point. Good point. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're remote today because I literally, just several hours before starting this day of recording, found out that my daughter uh, tested positive for COVID. Yeah. So, in the interest of not infecting... Um, all the children I work with at all School the of Rock. Jimmy works with <laughs> at School of Rock. Um, he will... Uh, he, he's over at his studio right there. I'm I'm actually surprised. I'm sure it's too early, or maybe it's just because it's Sunday. But your your rehearsal studio, which is I mean, it's inhabited it's by many bands. So quiet here, dude. I've ne- it's like never like this. But but on a Sunday, I, I maybe yeah. maybe you know maybe it's the holy day, you know. Maybe Shabbos Shabbos. <laughs> this no one rolls on Shabbos. Uh, Shabbos is Saturday though. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm surprised that I like you don't hear the buzzing and the yeah, no bass, nothing super happened. loud bass. Man, that's what I I used to be in that same rehearsal studio. Fantastic space, by the way. Absolutely. Shout out to John the Cat. John the Cat, who's forever our dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that place. Like literally every time I'd walk in there, it, just, it would just. That's I'm sorry for anybody driving. Heard. I'm sorry for anybody that's driving. It's it, <laughs> literally all I fucking heard when I walked into that place. But yeah, it's, it sounds nice. There's literally no one else here. Wow. I Which is I never happens. Well, you lived there. Yeah. So you would know. I Yeah. There were people here at all times of night. Right. And we were like our rooms next to um, a metal band. And uh, they used to rehearse at like from one to two or 12 to two or something like that. Uh, Like many nights per week, but never the same nights per week. (laughs) And you got to to basically play roulette every time you were like, all right, I'm going to try and go to sleep. Yeah. That's why you can't sleep anymore. That's 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 true. That's probably why my brain doesn't allow me to go to bed till till three a.m. Right. Because I'm just like I'm gonna lay down and I'm gonna hear bass. I'm gonna uh, yeah, yeah. I um, yeah. I, I miss that place though. I've I've had some good times there. Dude, I love it here. I really do. Like, um, we've had talks recently, um, and and over the years a couple of times about like, hey, do we still want to? you know, pay to, to be here. Do we still, you know, if we're not using the room at one point we were rehearsing four nights a week consistently for years. When that drops down to like 
two nights a week with a full band and then like one other time with whoever shows up it it, it kind of makes you go all right are we are we getting our money's worth out of this place should we maybe think about moving on and man i just love it here i love the vibe here i love it's the clean. place it's clean you get to use your own shit you know like you have 24 hour access i can come in here and do this as well uh you know teach lessons from here all those kind of things so it's, it's like super fun too because i said something that is very rare in the rehearsal space arena it's clean yes john very keeps rare that fucking place spotless in he the really does and stuff like that and and he will keep you in check like if he is if he's aware of anything happening in your room that shouldn't be happening, like any kind of smoking or this or that, yeah, man, he is on it. He I, I think it. probably if you look at the history of this place, the probably there was probably one band that was more offensive because they were weed smokers and smokers, and and you would just smell it coming out of the room. But in general. Uh, probably the people that messed up this place the most has probably been my band. <laughs> but that's that like not on you know like not even that bad, but like no, I, I no that's that I think that is just from sheer longevity of being there, right? You know, like you know, like that you were there since since the end, like toward the tail end of uh, Sick as Monday. Yes, yeah, Sick as Monday started so here before Craving Strange was even a thing. I think yeah. that all that has to do with is the sheer fact that you 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 were one of the you were the first band there. Yeah, I think so. You were one of the, either the first or the second. Well, and despite the fact that I lived here for a number of years in this room, uh, I was never the offender. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I might have been offender adjacent. <laughs> yeah, I I think we were FFR was like the third band there. Or fourth band. I think so. Yeah, you guys were here pretty early. Because it was you, Captain Co-Pilot, mm -hmm. was next to you. Yeah. And then there was that double room for a little And while. they're kind of still there. You know, like it's members of that band are still in that oh, room. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, why would you? They're not still Captain and Co-Pilot, I don't think. But it's right. like still some of the same guys, which is cool. Yeah, so, so th there was your room. There was that room. And then, then there was the studio room that wasn't rented by anybody i think they were trying to make that into a studio so i was yeah I, I, we were band number three yeah and they didn't even start building on the other side of that hallway until we were getting ready to leave well now they're building a uh i think they're done actually they're they they built a, a like a whole in the whole garage area there's like a video production room oh, where there's a stage and it's all um it's it's all like curved uh, video wall um, that the stage is on and all kinds of crazy lighting so that bands can go in there and do content or do videos and stuff. Yeah, it's That's pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah, I they they, they put a lot out. they put a lot into that. It's pretty sweet. Awesome. Yeah. So shout out to John the Cat. Shout out Camille. Camille owns the building. Camille owns the building. Yeah. I just remember uh, you know talking to John and be like, yeah, you know, well Camille. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's always the line where when you when you try to ask him questions about right. bending the rules just a little bit, he's like, "Well, you know, 
See, it's not my choice. It's not my choice. Camille. Camille <laughs> owns the building. But yeah, love love John the Cat. Love the John the Cat. He he is um for those who don't know, he is the guitar player of uh the biggest band in Long Island history. Rolling Stone say. called them one of the most famous influential bands that no one's ever heard of. Right. Right. And uh yeah, the Good Rats. The Good Rats. And, um yeah, man. They, 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 I mean, I think they still play now, but it's none of the original members because the singer passed. But he passed a few years, years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we used to, we used to FFR. Actually, the, what happened was when a local promoter here was kind of like dicking us around a little bit and we bailed him out of something. And then on that show got dicked around. Uh, our because John was just kind of he's a fixture in all of our lives. Yeah, you know, in terms of you know when you when you spend enough time in a rehearsal studio and you have somebody who's as hands on as he was or is, uh, in a rehearsal room, um, he just becomes a fixture in your life. And oh, absolutely. He he, he absolutely he doesn't like to say it, <laughs> but. He does take you under his wing. He calls me son all the time. It's he, great. Yeah. I, love it. I mean, like, John the Cat, uh, he he will take you under his learning tree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I learned, I've learned a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's, that's actually something that I totally miss about not being there anymore is like being under that John the Cat Gatto learning tree i i miss not living here honestly because when i did i was here every time he was here you know like it was uh it was just one of those things where i was here so much because this was also our office and it was my home (laughs) you know um and it was my home honestly because uh he saw me um he saw my van around the corner and he knew that I was sleeping in my van and I didn't live anywhere. Uh, and I'd been living in my van for a little over uh, about a year, probably. Um, and he was like, he was like, Hey, you know, like sleep in the studio. Don't sleep in your van. You know, it was like winter time. And he was like, yeah. don't be out there in the cold. And I was like, you know, I, I, I didn't want to take advantage just because I already respected him so much. And um, you know, if it got too bad, I would sleep in the studio, but like generally I would, sleep around the corner of my van. And then as early as I got up, I would get in here first thing in the morning. And he was just like, uh, Hey, you know, like it's okay. Sleep in here. I know what you're doing. (laughs) I see, (laughs) I come in early and I see you. And, uh, and from that, we kind of developed like a relationship where he, he, you know, he, he had respect for me for, for you know whatever he perceived as what i was kind of like doing for my career um the way i was living and the choices i was making and uh and i just kind of like sponge absorbed every bit of insight and every bit of advice and everything he and he would just give me stuff all the time and it was yeah. so cool cuz he'd get he'd show up in the morning i'd be working on something i'd be booking us or i'd be like sending out emails and he would knock on the door and he'd come in and you know i'd ask him questions show him songs um 
it was it was really awesome, you know. And then he started to like count on me as like a, a night watchman for the place too, you know, because uh, yeah. he knew I was here. So he so he didn't worry about the place either. And he was like, "Hey, it's cool." Fun uh, fact. Fun fact. That's what made us really love the fact that um, we are keeping our stuff in a place that's safe because you live there. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh. They might not have a guard dog at this place, right? But we've got a Jimmy at <laughs> Jimmy's this place. here, right? Right. So yeah, you were you were a, a major selling point. I, I I think the the money that he charged you extra to live there, right? I think he made more off of exploiting the fact that like, but it's okay because somebody lives here. We have a guy. We have a guy, in guy. here. We have in house. We have a guy in house. Yeah, my, my, my favorite John the Cat story, uh, and we, we, we've spoken about it, and I, I don't think I've ever, like, dropped his name with it uh, before, but um, John the Cat really, uh, he, he took he took me and, and some of the members of my last band, or one of my last bands, uh, FFR, Father from Resolution, under his wing, uh, to the point where he, he asked to produce a song with us. And um, that was when whenever I discuss the um, the producer that I was watching just get infuriated as I sang in the vocal booth, (laughs) it was John. And he would just throw his hands up and walk away. And uh, that was that that's my. One of my favorite John stories, but John John has always been super super awesome. He came to my my, my engagement party. Uh, he was invited to my wedding. He had a, a a prior engagement that he couldn't go, but yeah, I I I need to I need to hit him up soon because and have we got to have lunch or something. I know yeah. he's not a dinner guy. I I owe him quite a few breakfasts that we still need to do. Okay, well, you know what we need to do? Let's let's figure out a day and let's have a breakfast with John the Cat. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to buy him a breakfast and I, I know I owe it to him. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'll, I'll help you. I'll help split the breakfast in case he gets Benny's. Nice. You know, like... <laughs> you could go, you could go to a, a diner and get, get away scot-free when you get like eggs, bacon, and maybe pancakes and home fries. You can be like, oh, cool, seven bucks, sweet. But once once you start getting into the Bennies, then then you know, it, then it gets into like the fifteen dollar range, fourteen dollar range, and you're like, who's this fucking guy? It was pinky up. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help. That's you. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so our topic for today. Yeah, twenty minutes in. About. Our topic today. <laughs> our topic today, uh, and and I actually I I really feel strongly about this, and mm-hmm. people don't necessarily understand it when I bring it up, but it, I I really do feel passionate about passionate about it. Is um, my favorite front person now? Uh, you know, for a long time we all knew it as front man. Right. I do think now there are definitely, uh, you know, you get a break. You get a, You get to start saying front person because there are some incredibly talented women out there doing some really fucking cool shit 
as singers, as lead singers. But I do also want to discuss the difference between a front person and a singer. Yes. Because I do think that very, very, very much gets uh, gets confused. So I'm interested in, in hearing what you think about this just purely because we've had talks where we have differing opinions over what a band should do or look like or act like or be like to put on a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm because I've always been of the um, mindset of people come to see a show, not to hear one. And um you don't want to be on stage looking like you just stepped out of the audience to come on stage. Um, You know, you want to give people something fun to look at, fun to watch, interesting, um, artistic, uh, give a visual aspect to the music, give a visual aspect to the presentation. Yeah. Um, You know, and whether that was, uh, whether that was how you dress, uh, makeup or, you know, whatever it was, just that aspect of a, of a performance thing. And and to me, um, a band in general, kind of that was part of the presentation and a front person for the band was just another extension of that presentation. So, uh, so I'm interested in hearing kind of like your, your thoughts on this topic, especially because you, you also have had like a, um, like we've had differing opinions over, over whether, over whether that's extra stuff matters or not. Well, okay. So I do think what you are talking about when it comes to presentation, Mm -hmm. right? I think there's a super fine line when it comes to presentation and and quite frankly uh, a gimmick, right? Mm-hmm. So something can be a part of your presentation, but I do think that if you lean too far into that, it's a gimmick. Or sure. if you're not or if you're not consistent with it, it's like it was a gimmick for that show. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, for me, a front person, what I, what I think of front person, I think about, um, I think about the live presentation, mm-hmm. right? I think about, you know, I don't, I don't really think about the outside stuff like the, um, like the interviews and, 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 and things like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think about when I, when I watch this person on stage, I am captivated. I'm just absolutely enthralled in whatever they're doing on that stage. And it doesn't matter what the fuck else is going around on around me, but man, whatever they're doing is that's I'm, I love that. I mm-hmm. love that. Um, I also don't think that front people are necessarily the best singers. That's just my my take on it. Because I'll agree with that. Yeah, because some of it has to do with with showmanship, and if that showmanship, for whatever reason, um, 
is a detriment to hitting every single note. Well, you know, it is what it is, but it, it happens. We're all human. I think, I think as a singer for the both of us, I think we're both pretty forgiving when it comes to that. Um, yeah. You know, knowing that, that things happen and shit, if you're, if you're running from one end of the stage to the other and then to the other and to the other, yeah, you're going to run out of fucking breath because you're going to run out of breath. You're human still. But, um, well, where do you think, what do you think is the, um, the job of a frontman? I think, and where do you think that differs from the job of a singer songwriter? So I think, for example, uh, one of my favorite front people of all time, uh, good, bad, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the great, whatever, Scott Weiland, right? Yes. I have seen Absolutely. Scott Weiland a number of times. And when Scott Weiland was on, that dude was fucking on. Mm-hmm. And all you cared about is what that guy is doing up on that stage, right? Um, and, you know, I shit, I was there for that show that, that he felt, you know, they, they did their reunion. They, he fell back into to drugs again, and he showed up an hour and a half late, and he was profusely apologizing on stage to the point where they were like, hey, if you came to this show please come to this next show in that area and we'll give you a free t-shirt. And, you know, I think it was like 50% off the ticket. All you have to do is just validate your ticket. Right. So he's, he's had those moments too, obviously where he was just not well enough to play, but man, when he moved, the way he moved, the way he presented himself, you know, that dude never had a gimmick. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and not not that a gimmick is a bad thing. Like you know, you take a band like Ice Nine Kills, right? They're a gimmick. Sure. They they have a gimmick, and that's fine. That's that's cool. Uh, but Scott Weiland was not a gimmick. He was himself. He was the front person, and he created. He he presented himself on stage to where you were like, man, that guy is fucking awesome, mm-hmm. and. I have to watch what that guy does. Um, you know, a, a more recent thing that I, that I've no, uh, you know kind of talked about was uh, seeing of mice and men, right? So their their current singer, uh, Aaron Pauly, he he was their bass player and kind of ended up becoming their clean vocalist. And then after that, eventually became their just their singer, and he does all the screams and all the the clean singing, whole whole nine, right? Um, he but he still played bass. Uh, just before COVID, he had he had to get surgery where he had to get a growth taken off his off of his back or something where it prevented him from playing bass, and it made him become a frontman. And I gotta say. As a singer, he's great. As a singer behind a bass, he he he's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. He's fu- like he makes people go off, and it's great. 
but seeing him become the front man and and really like come from behind a guitar or or a bass or whatever made a huge difference in the presentation and that didn't require any kind of uh you know eyeliner or makeup or whatever it is it mm-hmm. didn't require any kind of uh just you know overall uh eccentricism <laughs> is that a word sure okay he didn't have to become eccentric or anything he just had to come out from behind that and not be tethered to that microphone stand and it was a completely different show i mean it he just commanded the way he commanded the crowd the way he was able to uh move and the way he was able to you know there's something about the movements that really differentiate a singer to a to a, a front person or a front man or whatever mm-hmm. and that that's kind of what i was thinking about is more of the, the the action and the way that you're able to command a crowd see when i think of front man i think of the total package because i think of um there is a commitment to the art and there's a freedom to um, everything. So, like, I never thought of. Uh, I don't know. I don't know any frontman in history, in my mind, that um, something like eyeliner or or their hairstyle made them a frontman. Right. Right. None of those things ever mattered. So no one needs them because they never add anything anyway. They're either a part of who you are or they're not. Right. You know what I mean? Um, And I I think sometimes it it gets hung up on like what, you know, I can get just as much hung up on what I think a front man should look like as, as probably you can get hung up on what you think is silly. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Whereas you look at Scott Weiland, Scott Weiland's way of carrying himself, uh, he was a front man whether he was on stage or not because sure. he acted, dressed, carried himself like a superstar. If he walked into a place where you were at, the way that he looked, the way that he dressed, the way that he talked, the way that he walked, all of those things had a presence on them that said not typical. It's it's the 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 Vince McMahon airport test where if you're walking through an airport, now this is with wrestlers, obviously. Right, and, right. And you and you see somebody, you go, Oh, that person is something. This person's somebody. And, and right. that, that pertains to music too, for sure. Yeah, there's a there's a um, a certain aura. Uh, yeah, a, a perfect. A, a certain aura to them, the way that they just carry themselves, and they they could be dressed or or um, in, in anything. It doesn't matter. There's just an aura to them. There's a magnetism to them. They have, you know, the the it factor. Right. You know, that type of thing. And you you certainly have those front men that 
had that. And then you have these front men that maybe didn't immediately have that, but for whatever reason, once they got on a stage, they just commanded they were able to command an audience. They were able to have an audience in the palm of their hand. If they want you to move, you move. If they want you to shut up, you shut up. If they want you, you know, like that separates a front man from a singer to right. me. Yes. Um, so that's that's definitely something that I, I, I have always kind of like gravitated towards. You look at certain... Um, certain singers and you just yeah, Scott Weiland's still that perfect example of that. But Scott Weiland was a modern day David Bowie. Um, you know, and well David he, he, David he, Bowie, incredible frontman, you know? He he was a modern day David Bowie at some point, but he was not always that. And even in those first couple out records he he was still somehow that commanding frontman. You didn't think he was David? He was a modern day David Bowie in those first albums because I totally did from the first time. Core, I know, like Core and Purple. Uh, I mean, once once they hit uh, Tiny Music, for sure. Like just the way he moved on stage, just the way that he spoke to an audience, just the way—not how he sang or how he dressed, but just you know he. He was influenced by somebody that sure. really that 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 really kind of affected how he approached the craft. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, yeah. I think that's like um I'll I'll give another example. Uh like so in you as a as a front man, right? And I don't know if you think of yourself as a front man or not, but when I look at you as a front man, I see the influence of like a Zach De La Rocha mm -hmm. in you. Not that you sing like him, sound like him, dress like him, talk like him. Right. But just that there's a, there's an appreciation for the presence that, that Zach has. And you took that um, and it influenced your uh, approach in, in okay. whatever way. Um, I don't know if that's true, but that's what I see when I, I can see you. I can definitely. Uh, There's an intensity that's similar to that. Yeah. You don't sound like him at all. Right. You don't. You don't phrase things like him at all. You don't talk to a crowd like him at all. But that's, none of that stuff. That's but, that has to do with a singer. Uh, right. Right. That the 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 presence. Um, it strikes me like that, and it has nothing to do with what your band sounds like or what you look like. Right. It's right. just that intangible. You know, it puts in the back of my head, oh, this this guy, you know, like I, I see a similarity or I feel a similarity in the intensity. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of intense singers out there that that I don't get the same kind of thing from. Um, do you see yourself as a front man? Oh, man, that's a loaded question. I mean, I. it is not. That is a I, yes or no question, my friend. No, you know what? It, honestly, <laughs> like I always so for me i i i constantly struggle with wanting to be the front man right okay um and i do feel like when it comes to projects where i am behind a guitar 
I am unable to be a front man. I don't think that's a blanket statement mm-hmm. by any means. And if you wanna, if you want me to cite certain people, I'm not. This is not a dick suck party, right. but you, you know, like Dave Grohl, you know, like in like people who are able to command the crowd in ways that uh you know that i have to put a little bit of extra effort (laughs) into uh and i'm able to do that when i'm not tethered behind a guitar okay so when i'm behind a guitar i i try to be a front man i see myself as less of a front man but when i don't have a guitar on i'm able to do front man things i i appreciate um Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that. Uh, what's funny is, is like if you were to ask me, do you see yourself as a front man? Easy answer, no. Um, I don't. I see myself as a singer, and I see myself as somebody who can uh, verbally and emotionally connect with a crowd. But I don't see myself as a, a front man because I don't feel like I've ever truly um, – either let myself or or open myself to doing that and maybe it's a tethered to the guitar thing or maybe it's uh whatever it is but i don't see uh and it's probably i mean i see the uh i see the same thing with like someone like um if you're talking about singers that that also play guitar um, you look at Dave Grohl and I see Dave Grohl as a front man, but I see him as a front man because he's, uh, you know, like the world's favorite singer. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't see him yeah, as a front man. Maybe, maybe it is because of a lot of the outside. Um... Yeah. I don't see Dave Grohl as a front man the way that I, that I looked at, um, that I look at Scott Weiland as a front man. I, I don't. I think Scott Weiland is a was was a um a com- more of a complete front man. Um whereas Dave Grohl I see is a, a singer songwriter that is a um you know, he's the world's favorite singer, you know, he's like the world's buddy. Uh and he's an incredible singer songwriter and he can and and he's a uh authentic everyman that can connect with a crowd. Sure. And that's, I see myself in that kind of a way as, uh-huh. as well. Um, you know, what I, what I like, do I think I could be a front man? M- maybe. Um, I would love the chance oh, to, I think to I, try. <laughs> I would love the chance oh, to man. kind of like, I want do you it. to, <laughs> uh, so so while I appreciate the compliment, I, I would I would say nah. I, I, I would say I, I, I'm not. And I would say that um you have been a front man um periodically when you get the chance right to be free because I think that a true front man is not thinking about what they're doing. They're just doing. Yeah. Right? Um, they're just 
aside from the connection that they build with the crowd, aside from being able to communicate in an authentic way, there's also just that intangible thing about them where they get lost in what they're doing and that commands your attention. Yeah, I think I think I, I fall victim to that a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I, I but I think that's I'm, awesome. I I'm, think it's I'm, it's great. I'm 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 in my head so much. Mm-hmm. Uh and and you know post COVID the first uh something heavy show was really my that happened like really bad. Right. Where I was just like thinking about everything. Everything that happens at a show and everything. And it's just like, man, you know what? Just fucking go out there and do it. Just go out there and do the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I, it, it, some of it had to do with me not being able to find a guitar player and, you know, uh, relearning songs and stuff like that. So it was like right. something heavy was, was originally supposed to be uh you know you just singing be yeah just singing but also it was one of those things where i was like okay well i'm gonna write and at least i can do you know throughout covid uh you know the live streams everybody saw i was able to hop in on bass and just do bass so this way we could still do shit Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean hopefully fingers crossed june uh when we have our our beery show June and August. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we have a guitar player. Nice. And then I can then I can do frontman things. <laughs> uh, I mean, I never actually answered your 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 question uh, of. Uh, yeah. I feel like I I do frontman things. I don't know if I am a frontman, but I I do think I do frontman things. <laughs> I I I agree with you. I agree with you. I I also think I think you're not a complete frontman yet, uh, because you you haven't truly been kind of allowed to disconnect from the process and just connect to the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the first, first or second, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. The second something heavy show, I was able to Mm -hmm. kind of do that, but uh, yeah, I think you absolutely have the the capacity to do that and to be a front man. Um, You just need to kind of like be a, be able to. <laughs> well, Jen, Jen and I talked, Honestly. talked about uh, something today, and and uh, I do think that I need to take a little bit of a step out of the clinical side mm-hmm. and get a little bit more in touch with the human side of it. Huh? You're making music for humans. I, I I no I get that I you get know? that but I do think that there has been a little bit of and I I guess you know maybe that's maybe that's a detriment to being two people in a band. Um, I think it is, yeah. Where where you kind of lose or and, and not even just that, but also the 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 production side of things and being so heavily involved in the production side of things just. It's more of a, I love doing this, and then there's a little bit of disconnect, and I, I, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's definitely gotten better. I Do mean, you when you when you listen to the to I'll, I'll ask you when you listen yeah. to the new recordings, that has gotten better, correct? Hundred percent. Okay. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. 
Yeah. So so in terms of that, yeah. But now now I have to like on the stage side of things kind of get that so this way I can connect those pieces. Yeah, I I really like um it's interesting. You're you're way more cerebral uh about some of the stuff than than I am, which is interesting because um your music is so passion forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, y- your music is it. It's not your music is not clinical at all. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just not. It's it's all passion. So it's interesting to me that that you find yourself sometimes be getting lost in that side of it, and and unable to kind of like reconcile and jump on the other side of it and let go um and i think uh yeah i think when you do that's going to be that's going to be a big thing because there's a there's a magnetism man that just that just happens um you you have it already because people come to see you and people enjoy it and you know it's like it's the same thing it's the same thing that i luckily have is that people come and they they connect on whatever level um but I don't think either of us have uh, flipped that switch to being like a front man. <laughs> yeah. You know, to uh, I, I think you put me in front of people that know a little bit about me or know a little bit about the band or know a little bit about our songs. And they're going to connect on a really personal level. And right. um, given a certain amount of time, I'm going to be able to uh, find really, really great connections with an audience. And then the fact that I have a connection with that audience makes it infectious to audience that doesn't know me. But I don't think I'm able to get up in front of a crowd of strangers and captivate like a true frontman would. I think I need... I need like I still need time with people. I need to sell it. Mm. You know, I need to be like, you need to know me a little bit. You should come drink with me. You know what's <laughs> funny? I you know, I like I've only seen you at local shows, right? right? So I haven't I haven't seen you in a festival setting or a like a like a, a, a music festival setting. Right. Uh or uh an out of state show or, right. or anything like that. So yeah, I, I'm I'm curious as to how that Jimmy is versus like Jimmy at a revolution or Jimmy at a uh, right is I pretty much act the same but... you act the same right <laughs> right but, but how but, how, how but that connection is, that... is a is a little bit trickier to get because I don't immediately have that magnetism that mm. a that a quote frontman well I won't even quote frontman but a true frontman has you know I don't walk into a room and people think that's somebody. I walk into a room and I start talking and after a while people go like, Oh, he's kind of fun to talk to, <laughs> you know, like that's, it's a whole different thing. I think, um, I, I think, and I'm going to say this now, and I know we talked about this. So on the last Twitch stream, uh, after the fact we've, you know, l- let's, let's just throw this out here. Now, uh, we are going to play a show as bacon is my passion. Yeah. Uh, it's going to happen in October. It's, a ways down the road, but it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
we did talk about how we were like, ah, you know, well, like we can just, you know, switch instruments if we need to. And, you know, we'll find one person or anything like that. I think for the show, we need to find two guitar players and a bass player. Yeah. And, and have us untethered. That would be my goal for the show. We'll see. We'll see if we're able to do it. But that would be my goal for the show. Yeah. Because I think uh, I think that'd make a huge difference for us. How would you approach, and would you even like it? Right. Like so. Here's here's my. If I were to uh, look for another band to be in, mm-hmm. I would absolutely love to join something where I'm not writing any music at all where there are people that are there's a there's a band or a person that's writing music that's just speaking to me and i'm able to just kind of like vibe with it and write to it and i'm not even involved in the playing i don't even want to learn how to play it i just want to approach it from a vocal rhythmic communication singer standpoint where i don't even know how to write a a lyric over something i'm playing i don't even have that tether at all um i would love to be able to do that uh that would be amazing to me so uh what would is that even a thing that appeals to you are you like that's terrifying to me i want to have more control i just want to be able to write and do my thing I, uh, I'm not closed off to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it would, it would have to really speak to me for me to sing it. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably the biggest hang up. I, I, I have thought about, um, you know, approaching another band and, and, and being a singer of a band that's already established. That's whatever. Um, but it's, it, it's one of those things that, that the music would really have to speak to me to do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's that easy. I don't think it is either. I, I clearly, it's clearly I, I it's think, not, well, you know? Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't think that uh, I'm going to, I'm going to rephrase that. I don't think it's that easy for any singer to approach in that manner without a little bit of like, I'll say ego going well i don't want to sing that person's music or i don't want to sing it this way Mm -hmm. and then conversely if you come in there and you do your thing over somebody you you approach somebody else's music that's already out there like that um and you approach it that way you may not get the same reciprocation true very true um so yeah i i mean i would i would love to play with uh you know i'd love to come in and they'd be like yeah here's a bunch of really fucking awesome music mm-hmm. and uh you know whether it's i mean ideally it would be like hey i've got some ideas about what this song should be about can you relate to this and i like then i can write around that yeah yeah it, it would be a really specific situation for me to 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 join as a singer of something that i'm not 
a part of the process for? Well, no, I mean a part of the process, but just not a part of you don't have a guitar in your hand. Oh man, I, I would I that's what something heavy was for. I, I was writing things so this way I didn't have to play guitar. And then well, but you were writing the guitar parts though. I was writing the guitar parts and making them almost impossible for me to play and sing still at the same what time. I'm saying, what and I'm then saying I had to learn it. <laughs> what, did it. What, what I'm saying is finding a group of musicians that are doing all the music stuff mm. and that music is speaking to you and you're working with them and you're yeah. still able to go like, Hey, let's, let's, let's move here or let's move there without having to be a part of the playing of it. Yeah. Um, like I've, I've flirted around many times over the years of adding another guitar player to craving strange and me just singing. Right. Uh, but either FFR. Yeah. Yeah. Either I haven't found that guitar player, um, that could come in and like take my place and not, feel like it's losing something and that's not like i'm not trying to say that i'm this or that or the other no but but it, it's your flavor of writing right um you know like it's the it's just been it's just a difficult thing to approach probably because i've written all these I songs think, on guitar <laughs> you know what how, i mean like how about, how about this i i think that and i think i fall into that a lot too is i think giving up the guitar completely gives out gives up a part of us yeah but i will say start as frontmen we 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 weren't just singers we weren't just like guys out front doing it we uh became that guy eventually out of necessity i guess you would say right yeah we and, and but we still loved our guitar and i do think that you know being a part of something that's whatever um you know that that you're not playing guitars is awesome and stuff but i do think that uh, maybe the reason why i haven't done it and maybe the reason why you haven't actually done it uh, same with like finding an extra member to take that guitar place is that you don't necessarily want to give that up i yeah i i think there's probably a lot of truth to that I, um, I i think i wrestle with it myself as as much as i i keep saying i'm like yeah i just want to fucking do my the the front man thing and just right. be out there and just climb bars and and do that kind of thing um i think there there is a part of me that's like man i i i don't want to give up that ability well there's a fun aspect to it but there's also a safety net aspect to it yeah, right. You know, right, right. which I think is big. I will say that that getting the opportunity to join a band and not be the singer mm-hmm. and just be a guitar player, um, yet still write songs, write music for the songs, and and do all that. Uh, me getting to do that when I when I did it for Crash Transit was awesome. Yeah, like I yeah. I loved it. I loved the opportunity. Uh, I loved how challenging it was when I got thrown into the lead guitar uh, spot that even though it was just for one show, it was like putting in all the work to do it. And it was uh, full of anxiety and stress and all that kind of stuff. But getting to do it and doing it was so much fun um, and so cool and artistically uh, 
gratifying, you know, and also just showing myself that like I could do it, you know, like that was another part of it. Yeah. Um, was huge. I just know, like, I've never had the opportunity to do it on the other side of it. Sure. And, uh, I always thought of myself as a guitar player first and then a few, I mean, not more than a few, but like years ago, like probably around the middle of like craving strange, I started thinking of myself as a singer first where I was like, okay, I've gotten to the point where I'm better at this than I am at that. Um, So that's in my mind of like, okay, so I could do something as a singer um still i don't know as a front man i i think i could i think it'd be fun to do i can, I can tell you at, at when you guys close with uh with say it all right and you do put the guitar down um yeah that's man, front that's, man stuff that's that's front <laughs> that's front man stuff that's cowboy shit right there that's, <laughs> that's some cowboy shit right there and but I, that's and, easy to do in one song man that's easy to do in one song dude you're you're preaching to the choir like what did i what did i do for exactly of, you do all one song FFR and all of uh last turn off broadway it was yeah, like man. all right cool here's the last song it's that one song that this guy comes yep. out from behind the guitar i'm gonna blow my wad in this one song i don't know i don't know about doing that for 45 minutes <laughs> i'm telling you the first time i did it was uh so the first something heavy show i i, I can tell you that um uh, uh, immediately, I was like, I need to work on stamina. Mm-hmm. I need to work on being able to do this consistently for 30 to 40 minutes. Like, I have to work on that. And I did. And the second Something Heavy show, it showed, and it and, and it went well, and I was able to do it. Yeah. Um, and, it, and I was able to do it without climbing on bars and shit like that, which, which for right. some reason... Like, well, there's I, a, there's a difference in stage thing, presence. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, that's normally my thing. I, I that I loved doing that, where I'd like climb on top of a a, a bar stool or or something mm-hmm. like that, and people beat yourself just, up like, with the mic. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I think this the first or second uh, something heavy show. I did give a couple of dents to myself. Right, right. Um, but that was just you know out of old old habits. But I've gotten better. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that, um, it is a different mindset doing it for a whole 30 to 40 minutes. Um, you do have to, you have to kind of use that energy evenly, but at the same time, your, your mind is not necessarily in two places at once. Mm-hmm. So it's a little easier to do that, that eye contact that you wouldn't necessarily give because you're trying to rem- like, you're like, okay, here's this. And, and you could ble- listen, I, I played the same songs for many, many years. You played songs for even longer than that mm-hmm. in a set, every set. Right. Yeah. But there's still a part in every one of those songs where your eyes come off and you're going Yep. to a higher spot on the guitar and stuff like that. And that break is kind of that's that's also another thing that um you have to take into account because you're you're 
engaging with an audience, right? Mm -hmm. And and you're feeling their energy, they're feeling your energy, and that's it. That's that's what you got, and that's what you're feeding yourself on. And when you're on guitar, sometimes you do that look away. When you do that look away, you may not think it's kind of breaking it, mm -hmm. breaking, giving a break in that energy, but it is. It is. It's because your brain is still there too. It's not just there. It's also okay. I can't fuck this part up. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So that's another thing to keep into account. But I, I like I said, I I do think that um, I think you'd be great. I think you'd be great at it. You know, just honestly, uh, you know, do what I did, and you know, just kind of after the first show, be like, I got get your stamina up. <laughs> I got to do, do some fucking cardio. Like, let's... <laughs> I got to jog in place a little bit. I, I, you know what? Maybe I had go for a, fucking, a few more walks. I had a I had a uh, a bike and a mm -hmm. uh, one one of those uh, those stationary bikes and and, and uh, oh shit, what's it? The uh, elliptical elliptical nice went on the elliptical for a little bit watched some tv as i was doing it and then um i eventually was like well i'm gonna like get to i'm getting better now i'm gonna start singing while i go on the elliptical and then COVID happened and i was like well you know what it's hard to find players you stuck behind a guitar i'm gonna start, I'm gonna start singing in between pizza bites yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah i love pizza chomp 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 Pizza yeah. so good, chomp chomp chomp. Listen, man, we're we're trying to help our local uh, local establish establishments. Yeah, totally, man. Uh, so, if you had, give me your that you've seen live, right? Uh -huh. And um, I want you to I want you to like take a second and think about as far as just frontmen, who have you seen live that has that you've just watched captivate an audience with whether how they sang how they performed how they spoke just you know where you found yourself in it being like damn this dude's good <laughs> yeah man i i've seen so many shows so many yeah like especially recently especially recently um there are a couple of different people that do come to mind um, for different reasons, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about Marmosets. Marmosets, uh, Becca is, is the front, the front woman's name. Um, she was very, uh, man, I don't even know how to explain it. She was just super captivating as a front person in general, the way she moved, the way she, uh, sang, I mean, hands down just a, a, an incredible incredible singer but um and and she's not like the biggest rock star ever either right you know but she went to those places that that we all go to you know when we're writing and stuff like that and she was able to do that the two times that I I've seen them um she was incredibly captivating as a singer and as a, a front person. Um, I don't know if there's a true tangible thing that I could say, this is what made her better. Right. 
Well, no, it's it's, it's um, not for us to define because it's just you, you you feel it when you're in the room with them, right? And you're just like, oh shit, yeah. Um, someone else that uh, let me think. It was the. I mean, you got Scott Weiland. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw them on tour. They. STP opened for the Chili Peppers, and it was like STP stole the show because of how Scott Weiland was. Right, and and man, it was it was life changing for me as as a an aspiring musician to see like, oh man, that's what a front man needs to be. Like, they need to get the fuck away from the back of a a, a stand. And just like do their thing, um, so that super impacted me. And then, um, like more recently, especially very recently, like listen, I, I, I you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, I've taken shots on this show. Not not taking shots, but I've said like, hey, I've seen the Deftones like eleven times. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, there's some about those, Chino for sure. Four of those times, man, not that great. But the other six times, seven times, mm-hmm. holy shit. That guy fucking knows what to do, how to do it. Incredible. Incredible. Like, absolutely insanely incredible. STP I've seen four times, right? And one of those times, Scott Weiland could not perform. But the other times, like when the, the times outweigh it, when you've got an eccentric front person, um, that happens, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Chino is another person. And, um, you know, recently, uh, Caleb from Beartooth, he took his health, like, super seriously. And he stopped drinking and, you know, started exercising and all that stuff. And, man, let me tell you, on stage, he is a fucking lunatic, he is unbelievable to watch on stage and the way that he asserts himself now um you know i've seen beartooth throughout the years mm-hmm. and uh, you know spotty sometimes you know where it was just like man uh, you know he was really good coming out the gate but towards the end he was just kind of losing it and stuff um but now dude f- beginning to end he is just a great great front man and he knows how to command a crowd he hits his notes he knows when to bring it to the crowd to 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 sing it to him he's super engaging um yeah so i think like now still active and still like doing their thing yeah caleb from beartooth what do you think separates like let's let's use caleb Right, like I know Beartooth. I know Beartooth's music. Um, without you telling me what the singer's name is, I would never have known. Now I've never seen them live. I may have seen them live and gone, "Oh shit, who's this guy?" Right, but before I ever saw them live, I absolutely knew who Scott Weiland was without knowing or caring about any other member of that band well, and think- i'm not and i don't i don't chase singers yeah. you know what i mean uh chris cornell i knew 
there was something about him that that just broke every possible barrier. Um, Kurt Cobain, there was something about him that made you. It will go more recent. Burt McCracken. There's something about him. Is he I, the greatest singer all the time? No, but, no, but there was something about I, him. I that... have to say that all the people that you've mentioned mm -hmm. are people from and and the used is just at that tipping point, right? They're okay. just at that like they got in just at the end. But it was that pre-internet era okay right chris cornell you know he, he he was around for a little bit of it um you know you, you take people I, I don't think scott weiland was really there for the the true internet era right of music uh you know where quite frankly uh you know you, you look at a band like like dragged under right mm -hmm. where the band itself, they're fucking great, right? Um, Tony is the singer. Ain't nobody know about Tony. You know okay. who they know about? They know about Fluff. They know about the guitar player, who is a YouTube star, who is a, a, a social media influencer, right? So I think that we're, we're, we're kind of running into a different era where... <sighs> I think the media means a little bit less and the media latches on to what's popular online. Okay. So if this person goes and does something fun and cool and interesting and whatever, uh, they'll latch on to it. But in terms of true epic musicians and, and, and people in bands and stuff like that, I don't think you can name somebody in the modern era that's in a band, that's truly in a band, uh, that you'd know the front person. What do you think about Haley Williams? Haley Williams is pre-hardcore internet era. Okay. So you think she, that... She um... is just at the cusp where... where she was just pre that, and then um, I'm gonna, uh, uh, I, I'll say it. It's not like awesome or anything like that. Yeah. But she had nude photos leak. What What did the press latch onto? Oh, this this front girl from. I didn't know she had nude photos leak. Yeah, I honestly didn't know this, that. Well, you know what? She somehow they leaked on her Twitter. Okay, back then. Um, so, but that's, but, but I know I think of her as a front man, a front yeah, woman, a front yeah. person. But right, I've seen them live. I saw her oh, captivate a crowd. I've I've seen them. I I saw them when they were fucking right. fifteen years old. But know? then so, you look at so you you take like a band like that, and then you take a band like in this moment, right? And is the singer of in this moment a great front person? I don't know. I think they've got a good shtick. I think I, that I that, think they have I really cool songs. This is this is where this is where that gimmick versus front right. person thing. But really that's what comes I'm saying. Like play. I I'm not thinking 
I don't know about Haley Williams because she had nude photos leak. I know about Haley Williams because I saw them live and went, holy shit, she's great. There's oh, no, something no, no, about no. her. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. So I saw them at Bamboozle that one year, and then uh -huh. I also saw them at the Crazy Donkey. I brought mm -hmm. my sister because she she liked their first record, and she was like, Can, "I, I want to go." And she she was like 15 or 16 at the time, and I was like, "Yeah, like they're a good band. Yeah, let's let's go fucking see them." So that's how I know Haley Williams. That's not how yeah. I discovered Haley Williams. Now is Haley Williams a a huge star? A, a huge name in pop culture because of Paramore? I don't think she's a huge name in pop culture because of nude photos. I don't think that hurt her cause. I never saw or heard of them. Uh, that was a huge thing. Was I never saw or heard of them, it, honestly. It, it wasn't like the ones that, that happened, you know, like, where where they were like yeah it was batches of things or whatever right like, right she went and tweeted it on her twitter account yeah yeah i i didn't follow her twitter i didn't follow her online i didn't but i was aware of her and knew of her based on seeing them and her presence as a singer yeah um, I, I mean listen i'm not taking anything any of that away from from her or anything like that but I, I do think that she was on that cusp, almost like, almost like very, very, very tail end. But I do think that that kind of helped push her over because that got mainstream coverage. Okay. Prior, prior to them really blowing up. So do you think... Um that there is no uh, i mean like like what i'm what i'm saying is this. do you think it's possible to even what what i'm what i'm saying is this and 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 like whether you heard about it or not is fine mm -hmm. but when a an well outlet, i think it's i think that's a valid thing when, though when if an, i didn't hear about outlet, it when an outlet like tmz goes hey this happened i mean because jimmy didn't hear it how often do you read tmz I I'm pretty aware of things on the internet, you know, like. Well, uh, no, no, but I'm saying yeah. like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like what is fucking internet. Right, but no, um, but I'm saying like, when what I'm saying is, a, a a company like TMZ, right? Okay. Do do you, do you read them? I I I've seen them and I've checked them out, but I will also say a lot of singers have had nude photos on the internet, sure. and they're not superstars. Mm. So I would say that Paramore has uh, her her presence, her songwriting, and everything is the thing that keeps them where they're at. Not because someone saw her tits once. Like there's there's a lot of tits on the internet. There's a lot of singers on the internet that are purposely showing themselves. There's a lot of uh, yes. you can find nude photos of I, anybody, but, but those people aren't looked at as iconic. You're you're talking in terms of 2022, 2023. No, you're I'm talking, talking. You're talking like 2010s. Okay, but I'm I'm talking in terms of if if she didn't have uh, the talent to back up that little bit of shit. I'm not saying that she doesn't have that talent. 
Well, I, but, so, but what so I'm what saying I'm is, saying is whether she had nude photos or not, she'd still be where she is now, I think. Um, I don't think I, people see people know what tits look like, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Um, I, I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think if Caleb had a picture of his dick out 10 years ago, he'd be a bigger star today. I think, you know, like he'd be where he is. Uh, I'm just saying that if you are I, I'm I'm wondering if there are bands out there currently that have a front person that has every bit of what Scott Weiland had that has every bit of what um, David Bowie had or or Prince or you know you, you there's there's certain people that are out front in their bands that are captivating to an audience why but i think like you're saying that the the internet is like helping them get their names out i think it's making it worse well you you also brought up different people too david bowie uh, yeah he he is a front he's definitely a front man yeah but he is he is the person right of course and we're we're talking about him decades later so he has the benefit of decades of icon but but he but, was an icon when he was new yeah you know? but he he was also not the front person of a band okay right? does that not make him a front man no 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 uh, i i do think i do think that i think of that differently because of that and maybe 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 that's like Listen, you only have so many characters you can put on a fucking title, but like Right, right. <laughs> but like yeah, yeah, he's a front person. Uh but you're you, like we're kind of talking in the band space a little bit. I do think that I just was... thought we were talking about the So maybe I'm confusing the topic because when I think of a front man, I think of sure, I think of uh Scott Weiland. I also think of David Lee Roth. I also think of Prince. I also yeah. think of David Bowie, right? And 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 I don't know if there's a <laughs> if there's a conversation that exists yeah. where you can be like Scott Weiland is more of a frontman than Prince because Prince didn't have a no, band. No, 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 no. You, you know what I mean? No, you're 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 absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But I do think I do think that the presentation again kind of works to their benefit uh, with a, with a you know. Prince but what's what's a, different a, a other than a band name? Yeah, you're right. They're still on stage with a drummer and a guitar player and a sure, but like, and I guess I guess okay. They're on you, stage, but are, are there videos with them? No, not necessarily. Alanis Morissette, her band was in every video. Okay, she's an incredible front person. You know, um, yeah, you get a pop artist, but Justin Timberlake, great front man. Sure. But is he a front man or is he a pop artist? You know, I mean, like he was in a band and he stood out from that band and he was in a band of exceptional singers. But what made him stand out? The qualities of a front man. You know, like what what did he have that uh, some of the other members of his band didn't have? What is it that made him stand out? That's to me, that's like, OK, that's that that it factor, that that quality that 
draws the attention to you, that that command of attention that draws everybody's eyes to you, that makes everybody go, that's that's the guy, that's the one. I, you know, I, I I agree with that. I and you know what, like I would definitely give Justin Timberlake that. You know, in terms of a collective, mm-hmm. he was the front man. But then look at Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Damn, dude. I saw him live. That dude commands a crowd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? But but uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying that they're not front people. Okay. And, I, and I, I think I think when I kind of brought up the topic, I thought about band. Like gotcha. A band, those people that stood out from that band. Gotcha. Okay. And, and how that approaches. And 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 it, you know when you when you really think about it, all these topics that we talk about it, it it's such a huge blanketed statement and stuff like oh, that. Of course, yeah. So like when there's no got, wrong, there's just the perspective right, that you're looking at it like. Right? Yep. So yep. so like Lenny Kravitz, a David Bowie, a Prince. Yeah, uh, Bruno Mars, think, man. Bruno Mars, Michael Jackson, like oh, shit, man. Like yeah, we can Madonna. We can go on forever about who are great front people right and and that i'm not saying that those people are not front people because they fucking are obviously they were also pushed as hey a a solo act this is an artist and we have this artist that we're going to put in front of you regardless of the fact that lenny kravitz had guitars right i guess you're not you know you're not but people don't have to figure out what his name is being the being the front person <laughs> right. of like a, you know a band mm-hmm. is you know like you said Burt McCracken you brought up Haley, Haley, Haley Williams do do I think that her the, that some controversy helped with some of that I, I I don't think it hurt her her popularity personally I don't think it made a break made her or, or break broke her right mm-hmm. I, I don't think it would do either way she was also at the the cusp of that like i mean we we have we were in bands that fall victim to a lot of those things right where where it was like that that era of well you know what you're not gonna get picked up by a major label because well major labels want you to have a fucking complete great sounding full record and a package and a this and a that and whatever. It has to have sold a hundred thousand copies. Exactly. Already. Yeah. Paramore had that. Paramore signed to a major yeah. label before it had to be well that that's you all sold I'm saying. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. All I'm right. all I'm saying is that I I think they signed to I it. think saying Haley Williams wouldn't be where she is without the controversy is like without like nude photos leaking is the same thing as saying Scott Weiland wouldn't be thought of the way he is if he wasn't a drug addict. That's his controversy. Would he be seen as as great of a front man? Did him being a drug addict make him a better front man? No. Did Haley Williams nude photos leaking make her a better front woman? No. They have the talent and they have the goods regardless. But I, and don't. those things, did they help them? I don't know. Did 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 Scott I, Wallen I think, being an addict help him? I think I don't know. Yeah, but I but I do think I do think that that happening with her helped differentiate her from the band. 
it I don't know, people, man. I don't know if it, I, it, I don't know if I can get on board with that. that. <laughs> it, <laughs> I don't know if I can helped, get on board with that. It helped people know her name over the band. Otherwise, it was the band, right? Right. It was always just the band. It was the band, the band, the band, the band, and then something happened with her from the band, and therefore her name is more out there. I'm so, not saying she's not. I'm not saying she's not completely a great front person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think it, it, we were talking less about. We weren't talking about who's a front good, a good front person, who's not. Right. 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 You were talking about who i was just talking about people like do you like i was bringing up you were talking about how current people current bands that you know people's names and saying like do we know are these are these front people in the same way that people from the past are front people or are are they not being seen or not getting the appreciation because of all the other shit that that comes with everything these days. Well, you you had brought up the fact that you don't know singers' names. Yeah, but you know hers. Well, but I you don't know hers because she's got pop. Right, but you brought up references. that I you you brought up that that I might know hers because she she had nude photos leak, and I brought up that like I never knew that about her. No, and I not... knew her name. No, already. I, I didn't mean it in that way. I, I'm saying that her name broke out because of the new photos. That is why her name broke out of that. Is that not true? Like, like, like I don't know because I don't know about the nude photos. Like, uh, why did Bert's name break out? Why did Gerard's name break out? Bert's because you follow the band. No, Bert had t-shirts that said i'm bert's homeboy at fucking hot topic bert's name didn't break out to me well, that, that was a that was a know. band that was a that was a band choice but still his name right. broke out somehow people people gravitated to him and related to him somehow same with gerard they they gravitated to him nobody's nobody's running around talking about the lead singer of uh fucking yellow card you know what i mean like i don't know what that guy's name is his right, name's he's... not on his name. He's, <laughs> you know, everybody's name. Cause you're, you're a music nerd, but like, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know people in my family's names, but right. I, don't, I, I know, but that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so me as a lay person that doesn't research and find out the names of people in bands, I have to hear about them for some reason. They have to be standing out somehow. They have to be making some noise because I'm a common listener. Right. Right. I may obsess over their songs or obsess over the band, but I don't care about anybody's name. I never did. I don't even want to put my own band's name on on shit individually. You know what I mean? Like it's it's never been a thing for me. So for me to go like I know who Gerard Way is and I know who Burt McCracken is, but I don't know who the I don't know the name of the singer of Story of the Year. I don't know the name of the Darren singer. Marsala. Great. I don't know the name of the singer for um you know half the bands that i that i listen to and like you know i i saw a singer that really blew me away when we were at uh so what fest uh the singer of pele royale had a great command over the crowd that really was able to kind of like put the crowd in the palm of his hand and i i don't, I don't know his name you know maybe i'll learn his name over the next couple albums because somehow 
that name will get out and maybe it'll be because a photo of his dick goes out or whatever. And I, uh, whatever I'll reason that, that is, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever reason that is. But I'm saying there's a certain people become iconic or, or known or talked about or separated from their band um, for some kind of reason. Mm-hmm. And then they, they're able to maintain that somehow you know, is it, is it just controversy these days? Is that all it is? You know, is it, maybe it is, maybe Scott Weiland is known more for being an addict and being a junkie. And then that made us all know his name because he got arrested a bunch. Maybe that's it. Maybe, uh, maybe cause Kurt Cobain killed himself. Maybe that was it. But I knew those names before those, before I knew those things, you know, I knew those names the same way that I knew Axl Rose's name, you know. Um, I, 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 well, okay. So, so again, you're going back to the classic. But I mean, that's what we have to compare but, today but, too. But what I want, what I want to say is the one, I think that the two people, the two people, eh, maybe just one, maybe more, maybe more just one, um, I think in terms of people who don't stir up shit in terms of front people in that era, um, Chris Cornell, Mm -hmm. he's, he's the one you knew, even though he didn't stir up shit. I think a close second would be Eddie Vedder. Right. But one way or another, all of those other people, they all did something. They all created some sort of stir in the world, right? And I'm not saying that takes away from you being a front person or not. What I'm saying is that creates the ability for the layperson to go, I recognize that name and I don't. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody does something in the world that happens, right, regardless of if, if it's Paramore or if it's Scott Weiland, uh, you know, Haley Williams or Scott Weiland, Haley Williams had her name in popular uh, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, like in, in, in the press, in, in this and that, because of something that she did, some kind of turmoil that she stirred up, right? Scott Weiland, same thing. He, it, Axel Rose, same thing. He lived on that. That's how he built a career off of stirring shit up to build up his name, <laughs> right? So do you think... That I don't think that I, part of being a front so, man. So, 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 no, 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 no. Now we're talking about two different things. Well, no, but I'm, totally I'm not off. saying, I'm not saying we're, that it's not. I'm saying it I'm, could be. No, 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 no. What, what I'm saying is front person is a captivating person on stage that commands a stage that does their thing, right? Mm-hmm. No, whether or not you know somebody's name because of uh, seeing them once or twice. Versus not seeing them once or twice, but then also knowing their name. I think it has to do with name familiarity in the press. Okay. Right? 
So you don't know X people like, you know, you don't you don't know the guy from fucking uh, Mariana's Trench. You know why? He's a great front man. Although great front man. Yeah, he's an incredible front man on, right. on on stage. Yep. Guess what? He's stirred up shit. So okay. if you came on on this show and you said, man, the singer of Mariana's Trench, and we would have to look it up and then give him a shout out. Right, right. That's that's one thing, right? As as somebody who just is a, a, a layperson, like listener, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I happen to be a nerd, so I can pull Right, up. right. I happen to be a nerd, so I can go, Aaron Pauly. Uh, fucking Dan Marsala, uh, whoever, right? Right. Um, I can just do that. But I mm-hmm. think name recognition versus being a front person are two different things. I two think that's way fair. different. Yeah, things. I think that's fair. And and I think name recognition. And I'm not saying this is why she's famous because obviously they had they they had something going on already. Because they were signed to a record deal and the record company was pulling shit, pushing shit hard. Well, and Riot was out already, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so they so, had already put out an incredible record. Yeah. So, but, but the fact of the matter is, is that Haley Williams wouldn't be a recognizable name unless the press latched onto it for some reason and because of something, right? So that could have been her standing up for women's rights and getting arrested. Mm -hmm. It could have been her somehow getting famous with a cookbook. Mm -hmm. Happened to be nude photos. (laughs) But it happened. And the name was out there in the press because of that. It wasn't... Okay. Her name wasn't out there because Paramore was like, hey... We want to get your name out there. It was out there because she was out there with Paramore and because that happened and the press was like, hey, this person from Paramore, because this band is already a thing and it's already got buzz and it's winning MTV Music Awards. That is why people know that name. Pers- that's my perspective on it. Okay. And it's, it has nothing to do with has nothing to do with uh you know how great she is and how you know whatever like yeah she she's fucking awesome but i do think that if you're if you're saying like you know well i don't know this person's name and i know this person's name it's like well you know this person's name because a they were signed before the big bubble i'll Mm -hmm. call it and also, she had her name out in the press because of good, bad, or ugly. All right. So that that makes sense. I mean, if we want to look back and go, okay, why do we know the names? Why does the general public know the names of anyone from bands? Right. Generally, it's because of bad press. <laughs> it's, it's because – no, it's because of press and, and – Right. And 90 – not 90, but, but, all, but a majority of the time, yeah. Bad press is what gets you the most press. That's right. why that 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 saying exists. No press is bad press. All right. Unless you're a racist. 
and then it's bad press. So do you think that we or wouldn't do, do you think that we wouldn't know the names Scott Weiland, Jonathan Davis, Haley Williams if it weren't for bad press? Do you think we would just know their band names? I don't think John and listen, I'm not a huge corn fan, but I don't think his name was out there because of bad press. Well, he had like the um he he had the interesting press, like, oh, he he was a he worked as a in a fucking funeral home and and he won't ever drive and like all little things that were quirky that and different about him than anybody else. Is that bad though? I don't know. I mean, do okay. people work at take, homes? Take away the word bad and the one name that you can say that about and just say press. Yeah. So you think those names wouldn't have stood out and those people wouldn't have popped out of their bands. It, we, it would be just like, Corn has a great singer for the layman or Stone Temple Pilots has a, has a great front man. Yes. Or Guns N' Roses has a great front man if it, if it name, wasn't for... Name. Recognition wise, press because yeah. of something else they did. Oh yeah, okay. Name recognition wise, for sure. Okay, hundred percent. You don't think so? I don't know. I I tend to think people stand out for whatever reason, you know. Um, and again, just and and maybe it's because I knew some of these names before I heard bad press, so. Or, or or general press. So I, I don't know. I, I, just think, I, I honestly I just don't think know. That I, I think that, you know, and, and I definitely, um, especially nowadays, like, uh, shit, since cutting the cord, <laughs> since, right, right. since not having cable television and not watching the fucking news all the time and not, not, uh, I don't have Yahoo or Google News or anything like that as the front page of my web browser and stuff. Um, shit. Uh, you know, Jen and I were talking about it. It's like, maybe, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm closed minded. Maybe whatever. Maybe I'm just like creating this, this like safe space for myself. But, uh, since cutting the cord, it's really made a huge difference in my life. Mm hmm. And I find out about things and, you know, like, yeah, dude, like for me, music is one of those things. And when I learn of a, a band and I, I enjoy them a lot, you know, like Landon from Plotting You, people don't know about that guy. I do. Right. <laughs> I fucking do. I don't know his name, but I know he was great live. Yeah, right. You know, we had him on the show. Right. <laughs> but but you don't remember his name. But I don't like, remember his name. You yeah. know what? He hasn't he hasn't uh overdosed at a and and not shown up at a major festival. Yeah, see that it it kinda I can see your point, but your point uh makes me sad. Honestly. Oh I, I I'm not happy about it. Um I honestly the the idea to me that none of these people would have um, none of these people would have been uh, a name that the zeitgeist felt worthy of learning 
had they not done something completely not musical that um that was more in the negative that if they hadn't have done that no one would even know their names other than fans that that makes me sad because i'd like to think that someone with the with with the talent and the command and just the command and presence of a Scott Weiland or a Chris Cornell um, would would make a name would would rise above that would be would be a standout mm-hmm. um, to think that the only reason anybody gives a fuck to know Scott Weiland's name is because he was a drug addict is sad to me. I don't I don't think it's the only reason. Well, if that's the contributing reason to where but, anybody but bothered. But but it, it certainly is a reason, right? Yeah. The more I your guess. name's out there in the in the regular press, in the in the, the normal day to day lives of people. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I choose to to, you know, like Beartooth is is a favorite favorite band of mine. So for whatever reason I know the band members' names, right? And they're a positive impact on my life because I see what they do day to day, and that's really fucking cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they're super excited on social media about touring Europe and then them going, Hey, the O2 in London closed down, so we had to go to an arena. And then the arena ended up selling out is like, oh shit. You know, imagine, imagine going to, to going to a, a, a city and going like, cool, we're going to play, uh, the Paramount and then the Paramount closes and they're like, well, I guess we could do fucking Nassau Coliseum. Right. But then Nassau Coliseum sells out. And like, that's, that's cool to me. Like that, that's really cool. That's that to me, that's what I surround my life with now. That's why I enjoy that stuff. You know, like the guys from story of the year, uh, there's a tumultuous time that they dealt with, but like, you know, finding fatherhood, especially these bands, you know, like finding fatherhood, uh, finding a happy place in your life. And that's not necessarily touring constantly and, and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's, that's the kind of shit that I kind of fall into. Well, sure. All and, I'm saying, all I'm saying is that like, that's, that's why I know these names. Right. Right. But then you've got on the other side, like you said, you got the Scott Wylands, the Chris Cornell's, the Chester Bennington's, the, this, the, that, why are they so well known? Well, well, I think it's unfortunate that uh, I would like to think that if a band like Beartooth was supposed to pay the, play the Paramount and then was going to play Nassau Coliseum and then Nassau Coliseum was sold out and they went out and they completely captivated the, the shit out of that crowd to the mm-hmm. point where it got reported on by the news because 
it was just such an amazing concert that in that statement, they would mention the front man who had a hand in doing that. Um, and that if they continued to do that at different venues, that they would build up a name and those people would get some recognition. I hate I, to think that to get any recognition from how good they are, he's got to fuck someone he shouldn't or, or become an addict. And like, well, that's, that's, it really sucks to think that that's the world we live in. That's, you know what? Like it, it sucks that that's the world we live in. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, you know what? Newsflash that that's, that's what made those guys famous tragedy shit like that you know like issues and 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 things that were available to the mainstream press the the nude photos the this the whatever it is you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what it is right but i'll tell you what i've seen videos of the show that's that like happened just mere hours ago of them in a stadium you know what mainstream press is going to cover that and be like, hey, this front man who's had two fucking music careers in in and he's just 30 thought he would bring his band to a fucking an iconic uh, an iconic venue like the O2 in, in London is is iconic. It ain't a fucking stadium, though. Yeah. Right. Uh, but instead, like they came and they, they moved it and they were like, OK, well, we're nervous about it. Let's do it. And then sold it out. They went from a 3000 seater to a 12000 seater. But. You think any press got that? If it's only he had a drug it. problem or killed somebody, maybe it would. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm glad I. I this has been great. <laughs> Did I bring the mood down? Yeah, man. I'm I'm glad I quit drugs. I know that uh, I'll no matter how good I get, no one will ever give a fuck. <laughs> right. Well, you know. All right. They but will. at least I know. I I will say. You know what? You know who's never caused any problems? At least in my mind, that I know their fucking name, Matt Bellamy. <laughs> who's that? Muse. Oh, Muse. You're right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You're right. Pretty great front man. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Bacon's my podcast. Uh, yeah. You know, this has been fun. <laughs> we got down a real dark path. Yeah. We? Yeah, man. Uh, everyone that does music, quit or uh, show your <laughs> dick and tits. Because uh, I'll show my tits. Your talent doesn't matter. <laughs> I showed mine, StrangerhoodTV.com. StrangerhoodTV.com. And and you could see my tits because I use the uh, the lawnmower. Because the lawn is on your chesticles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, everybody. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you ha- want to weigh in on it... Um, Throw some comments down. This has been long. I, I just looked at the time and yeah, I was like, yeah. holy shit, we got to wrap up. Um, but uh, but yeah, hope you had a good time. Thank you guys for listening once again to uh, Drinks and Discussions with Bacon is my podcast. 
where we like to uh, ask the question every single day. Always. What is it? What? 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 Uh, what? What? Huh? What, what? What's your bacon? Yeah. What's your bacon? Baconsbypodcast.com. Find all of our links to everything there. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah.